Welcome to the Wedding Sassholes, your no BS wedding business podcast. We're here to real talk you through the common F-ups we see companies making and the practical strategies you can implement today. This month's topic is networking events. And in this episode, you'll learn all about how to make yourself memorable and tactics to make yourself stand out in the crowd. We're your hosts. I'm Shannon Tarrant. I'm Vanessa Negron. And welcome to The Shit Show. Episode 16 of The Wedding Sassholes. How did we get to episode 16 already? <laughs> we got a lot of shit to talk about. That's I why. know. As you say it, I'm just like, how? God, that was fast. It was so fast. And the sound offs and like intermediate, like things aren't even counted in those those numbers. Isn't that crazy? I know, I know. Well, hopefully you guys have tuned in this month as we are sharing all of our tips to the passionate topic. We both believe in the power of networking. Yes. Yes. So, but we know that the first time you go to a networking event or the first few times, it can be really intimidating. Uh, Extremely. So kudos to you for having the balls to go. (laughs) Yeah, it is. You know, we've talked about, we shared some tips along the way this month of like going with a friend and things like that. Vanessa, tell me about one of the very first times you went to a networking event. Um, I'm an introvert. So one of the first ones that I ever went to was actually back when ABC was still around. So this oh. was like 2014. Oh, long time, long time. It was a long time ago, and I specifically remember where it was. It was at the Heathrow Country Club. They had a speaker that day, so it was an educational thing. And I went with a friend, but they assigned you seats at different tables. So when you walked in, you had a place card, and I was like, "Uh, that's not what I wanted. Like, I wanted to be a friend. So I got stuck at a different table, um, and you know, everyone's like, oh, what do you do? Who are you? I've never met you before. And they're asking you all these questions, and I'm like, I had just started my company. I didn't know anyone there except for my friend. And I was stuck at a table full of strangers. And I was like, oh my God. But it's so funny because two of the people that are at my table, I now work with all the time. And they're like, do you remember when I first met you? I'm like, yeah, I was terrified. I remember checking out the uh, cake and dessert display that they had and being like, oh, like this is, this is really fancy. I don't know if I can do this. It was very intimidating, you know? stuck in a room full of strangers and being the new person. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it can be a lot. And sometimes I feel like you don't know where to start. So I don't think I've ever told this story to anyone ever, but I did something that I wouldn't recommend you doing today. But when I first started my career at a catering company that didn't really focus on weddings and that wasn't really, I was there to grow that line of business for them. I didn't really know where to even start when it came to building a vendor list because couples were asking me who to refer and who do we work with. And I was like, I don't know anyone. And so I did something so bad. Don't do this. This was was bad. But I signed up for like a venue open house to go like I was a bride. So bad. Like, don't do that. Don't do that. Mm -hmm. So, but I went and um, at the event, you know, it was a a low key event. Like most venue open houses are, it wasn't super busy, super packed. There was only about eight vendors there. But at the time I like met and built a relationship with someone like you, like you mentioned that I still have a relationship with today that you know, I was honest. I didn't pretend like I was a bride. I told them. And that's when I realized it was bad form to do that. Cause they were like, yes. Oh, you really shouldn't come <laughs> to these things. Like, and I was like, Oh, sorry. Sorry. I didn't know. But, but yeah, I mean, I think that when you build relationships through networking and their legit relationships with, which we've talked about in our last episode, when you build like good quality relationships, they can last and you mm-hmm. leave a lasting impression. And that's how this month's top, this week's topic came about. Yes. Yes. Okay. How how are we developing being memorable? What are, what's the first thing that you would suggest to be memorable to someone? Well, here's the thing. You go to these events and you meet tons of people and being memorable is not just assuming that the very first time they meet you, they're going to remember exactly who you are. But today's episode, we're just going to kind of run you through what are some of the successes that Vanessa and I have had in terms of things we personally do. Like we don't ever give you guys advice of shit that we don't do ourselves or we'll we'll at least tell you. (laughs) 
really tell you when we're cheating and giving you a tip being like, shit, we should follow that ourselves. This is something I should do, but I haven't done it yet. <laughs> but I haven't done it yet. So I think this was like super accidental for me, but I watched someone else do it first. So the, our very, my very first tip is always going to be to develop a memorable signature look. Mm-hmm. Like when you go to an event, you it's so easy. If you're not good with faces, I'm I'm good with faces. I'm bad with names, but it's always easy if you can develop something. When we say signature look, it's like what you're wearing or how you present yourself in a way that when they see you the next time, it starts to get like familiar. Uh-huh. But it's also, so it gets familiar, but it's also a way for other people to describe you to someone that you haven't met before yes. without without you even being there. It's hilarious. So like perfect example, Shannon wears green, something in green. It could be green pants, green shirt, green jewelry, it, but it's always green and black. And it's a very distinct color of green. It's not like lime green. It's that deep, rich green. Um, so when people are at events, they're like, oh, the lady over there in the in the green pants, you'll always see her in green. So it's easy to point her out in a crowd because it's her signature look and everybody always knows that she's going to be in green. And when she doesn't wear green, which is very rare, people are like, whoa, where's the green? Like they, yeah. <laughs> or if I wear all black with like a green yeah. earring, they're like, where's your green? And I'm like, yeah. I, I have it on my ears. It's on my ears. Hello? But for me, like that was when we started creating the brand and our company brand, right? And you're deciding on things like colors and stuff like that. Of course, it would make sense for you to pick color that you love. You know, mm-hmm. I wanted to create something that colors that had the right vibe, but also green is my favorite color. And so um, long story short, for like five minutes of my life, I left the wedding industry and went to go work in golf. And at the um, golf academy that I worked at, we had daily uniform colors, which was like crazy fascinating because I had never worked anywhere where I had a uniform. So every day was a different color. Monday was red day, Tuesday was blue day, white day, gray day, black day. So I knew that that day I just wore blue. And so I had a bunch of pairs of blue pants and blue shirts and, you know, a few of each. And that day I just matched the color. And I said to myself in that moment, it's so fast and easy to get dressed every day when it's just like black and then you just alternate tops and bottoms in the other colors. And I said, if I ever own my own company, I'm going to have a uniform. And that's really in my world. I knew it was about brand awareness and things like that, but it's also about ease of getting dressed. There is a whole section of my closet that is not green, I promise, but the majority of it is green and black and white and gray. And so I can just mix and match all the pieces. Wasn't it um, Steve Jobs that wore the same outfit every like he had, every day? Obviously, yeah, he wore the same outfit every day. It was, obviously it was multiple pairs of pants, but they yep. were all the same pants, same color, same shirt. yep, same shirt, same uh, New Balances, whatever it was. But it was just you wear the same thing every day, so it takes away from your creativity of having to decide an outfit, and you can just go on with your day, and it's easy to get ready. It's one less decision to make. So like mine. And I don't wear this at every single event, but it's a lot of events is I wear a chef coat that has our logo on it. It's a black chef coat. I do not like to wear white. I make messes. So it's a black chef coat, which, which it, it's part of the branding. So dress in your brand, do everything in your brand. So the, the delivery vehicles that we have for Sweet Miss Fees are all black with the pink and teal logo. My chef coats are all black with the pink and teal logo. I wear pink pants that match the logo with black chef coat and it stands out. If I'm not wearing a black chef coat and pink pants, I will wear sprinkle shoes with whatever the outfit is. So if it's a slightly nicer event that we're going to, I'm not going to wear my chef coat to it. That's just on a typical networking event. I won't wear my chef coat, but I do have nice handbags that have sprinkles and icing on it. And I also have um, shoes that have icing and sprinkles on them, but they're nice. They're not like, tennis shoes. I have tennis shoes, but I wear those to delivery. So that's also a signature. Um, but these are like flats. I also have a pair of wedges, but they're, they're like sophisticatedly sprinkled. I don't know how to explain yeah. it, but like they, they don't look like little kids sprinkle shoes. Like they yeah. look like adult, you know, ready for business sprinkle shoes. So it's like, always have that little signature that people are like, Oh my God, you always have the cutest purses. You always yes. have the cutest, whatever. They know that that's your thing. So just yeah, find something and stick with your brand. 
there's so many different ways that you can do this. A few other good examples is, um, you know, one of our DJs in the market, the company name is White Rose. He's got this little like cute felt white rose. He wears a suit jacket, whether he's in jeans or dress pants or whatever. He always wears a jacket of some sort and it always mm-hmm. has a white rose, the, his white rose pin on the lapel. It's so simple. It's so small but it becomes memorable and something that stands out. Um, I will say that probably one of the people that I learned this the best from, because I saw the impact it had on the wedding industry is um, our DJ rocks. When that company first began, um, the owner, Kristen always wore pink sparkly Toms. They were only Toms. She didn't wear any other shoes. Like it was every event, every networking event, they were pink sparkly Toms. And she would on her social media, when she went to a venue, she'd take a picture of her feet, you know, with the signature spot at the venue and showcase it on social media as her team grew, everybody had their own color of sparkly toms. And so it just became a signature with the business. Now they don't do it anymore because they've grown and elevated and changed the look and things like that. Toms weren't the best for everyone's feet. So, but they still have sparkly tennis shoes. They do all still wear some form of like sparkly shoe. Mm -hmm. um, And that became part of the brand. But it's just thinking about how can you tie this in my networking purse that I carry around? It's my company's wedding venue map. And it's the map of it's, it's literally called the map bag. It's the state of Florida. It's a cute, bougie, high end tote bag, but Mm -hmm. it's a map of Florida. So, What can you do that ties your brand, your company name, your motto, your logo into, into you know, maybe it's music, your music attire. DJ, yeah. maybe it's florist, maybe every time you wear, like maybe make a floral necklace or a floral crown or things, or just wear floral dresses, you know, whatever mm-hmm. that can be that becomes memorable, but that signature look is a great way to do it. Yeah. We even have a friend that's a photographer and her purse is a camera. Yeah. So you can you can find something and people will always comment on it and they they remember things like that. I think the next thing is your business cards. Oh, we, so passionate. Actually, and we actually talked about this today cuz I had to order new ones. Yes. Business they cards. must have. Must we talked about have. I think it was last week we talked about yes, you can have popples and everything else digital, but you must always have a business card and if it can be memorable, please make it memorable. If it's going from the the jagged corner to the rounded corner, pay the extra dollar twenty-five for it. If it's going from the super cheap, very rough texture to the velvety texture, people remember that. They will sit there and play with your business card and go, oh, this is a nice feel. And they remember it. I don't know why, but people play with it. No, they do. And they flip them over. So that yes. is my, I learned that lesson when I um, worked at the catering company. It's the first time that I had business cards with something on the back. And I was shocked always how many times people would have it in their hand and they flip it over to look. So like mm-hmm. utilize the back. Don't only print on one side, you know, making sure that it's high quality. Yes. Um And I definitely believe that there's different business cards for different things. So it is okay to have a designed business card that is straight up only for networking events. You can, I mean, I have generic ones that we use across all the things, but if I was a brand new business, I might make sure things like 100% my logo was on there, but I also might put my headshot on there so that it's something that it's like a recognizable face, you know, definitely the logo and the brand and all of the contact. Oh my God, I'm going to die on this. <laughs> Hold on guys. Click, click. I just got on the soapbox. I need all of your contact information, all of it to go onto the business card. I need your first and last name. If you are not Phone the number. Or- If you are not the owner of the business, I would also like to know what your job title is. What is your role there? Your phone number, um, your email address, and your website. You are welcome to add social media handles. I'm all about it. Obviously, I should be able to search your business name and come up with your social media if I really wanted to find it. You can put QR codes on there. I don't think that's as important from a networking standpoint as maybe if you were doing like wedding shows or they were sitting out like on a business Mm -hmm. counter. Yeah to get to social media or to your website, but, um, but all the freaking contact information that someone could, the amount of times I get one with a name and a website, I'm like, I don't want to go to your website. Well, I want to call you. And one of the things that we talked about earlier was um, off, off the phone, obviously we were just talking to each other is just because your website address is in the email address 
doesn't mean you shouldn't still list your website address. So if yes. it's Shannon at the wedding venue map.com, you should still put www.weddingvenuemap.com somewhere on a card. Don't yeah, just assume you can... that people look at your email and know that that's your website. No, and sometimes it's not. I have tried that game before yes. and sometimes it, they do not match so people don't assume that. So utilize mm -hmm. both sides of the card and just make sure you have them on you. If you are, we talked about it last week a little bit, but if you are trying to build relationships with well-established, you have to have business cards. Well-established yes. businesses do not have time to follow you on Instagram and think that that's building a relationship. It's not a relationship. No, no, it's no, not no. a really, and then, and then, okay. So you have the business cards check when now I need you to have them with you always at every event, every single time, like this is key. So make sure that there, it's a quality business card, but make sure you always have them. Yes. Put them everywhere. Put them in every purse that you have. Yes. If you're a gentleman, put them in your wallet, put them in your car, put them everywhere so that anytime you're out and about and someone asks, do you have a business card? Even if your stash in your, I put some in my glove compartment. Even if my stash in my glove compartment's empty, I know that I have some in my gym bag. I have some in my purse. I have some in my backpack that I take on adventures. Like they're everywhere. Ooh, I'm going to give, I'm going to give a secret tip that wasn't part of my plan oh, for today, oh. but you can also inside of your phone, this one's a money tip. Are you listening? Write it down, people. You can inside of your phone, create yourself as your own contact card, put your name in as your own. Per this is your like, oh shit. In case of emergency, you don't you have any cards anywhere. You can yeah. share the contact that has your email address, your phone number, your things. You can share the contact card over. So that way they get all of the information they're looking for. That's my like, oh shit emergency, but it is in my phone. That's a good one. That's a very good one. All yeah. right. So the next thing we're going to talk about is social media. Yeah. Social me media, social media. <laughs> yes. Okay, so I, when you... I have a love-hate relationship with social media. To be we both do. We both yeah. do. But it's a necessary thing. So when you're talking about it like is. being memorable at networking events specifically, you know, you want that social media, your profile images should be one of two things. It can either be your logo, which would be my preferred. 100%, it should be your logo. But I do also understand sometimes when it's a photographer, it's like a one-on-one, -on -one, it's a solopreneur. Sometimes they make it their personal photo. I'm okay with it, but don't make it some bougie ass headshot that you don't fucking look like. Because oh those gosh. I see all the time, I'm like, that is not the person that I met last night. <laughs> even even on your business cards, if you're putting a headshot, yes. please make sure it looks like you. Like your actual hair, like not 30 pounds ago, because Shannon's yeah. got a few of those photos that we like to not like. the photoshopped one that you're like, who is this? A hundred percent. So like- so make sure that then when they go find you on social after the facts, it all connects all the way through. Um, and then the other thing is when you're at an event, you know, the other people at the event, maybe they went in and followed you. Maybe they didn't, you know, whatever. But like, take that opportunity when you're at an event to take photos of you with other people or the centerpieces or the desserts or whatever. And this is great content for your stories on Instagram for, um, you know, let's say there was a vendor who wasn't there you wanted to meet. You can kind of send them the picture, share a picture of their stuff. And then it DMs mm -hmm. them when you tag them on stories. So remember to utilize, especially if you're an introvert and like the talking to people can be a lot, like, and you're like, I am all talked out. Utilize that opportunity to capture content and then share that content over in your social that you were at the event. It also shows potential clients, I think, that you're connected, that you like have relationships within the community. It shows other potential clients if they are working with that vendor that you took a picture with, they can, clients automatically feel more comfortable hiring other vendors that are friends with the vendors they currently have. Yep. So if you're tagging the other people that you met that day, it leaves an impression on the vendor that you just met. It puts a face with a name. It reminds them later who you were. So it makes you mm -hmm. more memorable. But on the long run, it also puts you out in front of other clients that maybe you wouldn't necessarily been in front of when that person shares to their own story or their own Instagram from that event. 
And you become memorable, right? We have a vendor in our local market that every time he sits down at a table, he takes like a selfie with his whole table. Like he holds the phone up and does like a table selfie and he'll post it on his Facebook and say, my table was better than yours. Every single networking event. And I'm like, everyone, and he tags everyone in it. And I'm always like, I want to sit with him because then I know I get to be on his social. Like it's, it's a good thing. So social media is an easy way to, mm-hmm. to be memorable. Okay. Yes. Oh, I've got another soapbox. Ready? I'm getting on click, it. Click, click, click. I'm on it. Okay. So next up is follow up with the fucking people that you meet at networking events. This does not seem like rocket science to me. But there's a lot of things that we think are common sense that are not common sense for everyone else. We have to right. remember this. So let's let's just run this back. You spent the money, most likely, for a ticket to the networking event. You took the time out of your day, your business, your life, away from your family, friends, whatever, to get in a car, drive to the event, spend two to three hours there, and then drive home. Mm-hmm. You actually had really good quality conversations with people and were and you actually exchanged business cards and then you lose the card or it goes into the the abyss which Vanessa and I always laughed it's the stack of cards on the desk like yeah. it goes into the abyss 90 the amount of times that someone asked me for my business card I mean I go through almost 1500 a year the amount of people who actually follow up and send me the email are one out of 30. Mm -hmm. So if you can be the person that does the follow through that says, hey, it was so great to meet you last night. Either let's meet one-on-one. I love to learn more about your business or just literally one sentence. It was so great meeting and connecting with you. Will you be at the next event? Because I'm going to be there. That's it. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying these all have to turn into life-changing moments. No, no. But also, if you had that great conversation, when you do the follow-up, mention something from that conversation in the email. It jogs their memory, but it also shows that you were paying attention and that you were being intentional in that conversation that you had. Absolutely. And so I have a tip for this that works for me because I am bad about the abyss of business cards. I will, <laughs> I'm I'm a recovering business card abyss, whatever. So when I meet someone, literally while I'm sitting there talking to them, I don't even hesitate to say, I take a picture of the business card and I email it to myself, right? That while I'm talking to them, I'm like, hold on, I want to make sure I don't lose this because I really want to remember to follow up with you. I email it to myself. So then it becomes like kind of part of a to-do list that I don't lose it. So I make Mm -hmm. sure to get the contact info, the pieces, the parts, so that then it gets, you have to get it into your workflow whatever that looks like for the next day, nighttime events, I usually email the following day or within two or three days. If you're following up past three days, you you ruined the opportunity. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it's just like with the client, if you haven't, if they've reached out and you let it sit there for a couple of days, you've already ruined it. Yeah, daytime, day, it's true. It's true story though. For daytime events, one of the things I do is I make sure that I block the time right after the fact. And I actually, I try to rate them from the car. But you could even even ahead of time before you go to the networking event, you can time block time yes. the following day so that you can do all those follow-ups and it's already put in your schedule as a reminder. Yes. So I know we talked about time blocking before, but it's very important. So if you time block it, you have no excuse to not follow up. Okay, next up, what do you got? Be a positive force. No negative talk. Don't shit talk at networking events to people, especially if you don't know them. Yeah, and don't shit talk other companies because you don't know who knows them. You don't know who's friends with who. I went to, just to give you an example, I went to a vendor meet and greet. We were invited by the venue to go and meet the staff that does all of the referring. Okay, so it was a very small group. There was five of us, I think, five people in the room. There was one gentleman whose name of his business sounded very similar to another name of a very popular company in the area. And he said out loud that that was the wrong way to spell the name of the company, that it was missing a letter while we were sitting in a venue that had the same name in the name of the venue. And it was spelled exactly the way that he said was wrong. 
Yeah, shut up. Shut up. And don't talk about that other company negatively when that person's actually a preferred vendor on the list of that venue. So you automatically look like a jerk because you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely the who knows who and what their relationship is. You just don't know. I mean, trust me, if you guys haven't figured this out by now, I'm the queen of putting my fucking foot in my mouth. I have done it so many times. This isn't like, this is personal experience. Have I said something in a way then the other person I can see look on their face and I'm like, fuck, they were friends. Like, or they have yeah. a good relationship with that person. They know that so person like, personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you don't want to be that person. So my biggest thing is if you get stuck in a conversation where other people are negative talking, I will literally turn around and just walk away. Or I have said things out loud saying, mm, I, I bet that that company doesn't want you telling that to everyone else in the industry. Like, I bet that like, or I'll say, you know what, we all make mistakes. Like, unless you're perfect, and you've never made a mistake on an event, you should probably keep that experience to yourself. For sure. Like, because it's kind of a way of bullying, and they're not even in front of you. So anyways, be positive. Yeah. No I'm not negative big on talk. that. I walk away from it. I'm it's not, not worth it. it. Okay. Wait, let's we're gonna wait we're gonna wait on that one wow. we got we got a good one we're gonna say that till the end because that's our favorite one that's okay the, all right that's advice okay simple easy fast and furious wear a freaking name tag like wear a name or tag. or wear or embroidered under shirt embroidered clothes yes you so i have a chef coat that's embroidered on my chef coat we have a lady in our market that everybody loves and adores she has all these little like dresses and like polos have the company name already embroidered in it it's not it's not like plain plain dresses like they're nice dresses and on um above her heart is the name of the company are automatically embroidered in it so when she goes to a networking event she looks very nice but she also already has that embroidered into her clothes so she doesn't have to worry about wearing names which is really cute to me um with your name tag it should have your name i know so that's the only thing i was gonna say the only thing i was gonna say about the embroidery is what? I'm I be, I love the embroidery on the things. I just think that the majority of time when people embroider, they embroider the business logo and they don't put their name on it. So like, mm. yes, okay, it's recognizable, but then I still don't know who the hell I'm talking to and I forget everyone's name within 17 seconds. I've done all the shit. I've said it three times. I've, blah, 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 blah. I've I followed all the things on how to remember people's names. I don't remember. So I, I like the logoed things. I like it, but I still believe in the power of a name tag. Be your logo and your name is what. Yeah, because it should have your name on it. Mine, I will say, mine does not because my name, my name is in the company name. No, it says Sweet Miss V's, and then people are like, "Who's Miss V?" Because as we've talked about, everybody thinks you're like a ninety-year-old lady. Yes, they do. So I just point to myself, and I'm like, "I'm Miss V." And then Vanessa. guess what? So many people don't even know my real name because they just call me Miss V. Miss V. I know. And it works See? because it starts a conversation and they're That's like, because oh, your name is not on there. Yeah. Because I just point at it. I'm like, no, that sweet Miss V. I am Miss V. I don't need to put Miss V underneath the Miss V. I am. This is who I am. I know. Okay. So we try to keep things short and sweet. So we're running out of time. So let's, let's talk about our hot topic one. This is probably our very favorite. It's not like dirty hot topic, but it is what m- me and Vanessa both are super passionate about when it comes to why you network. Yes. Be a connector. Now connector. this isn't for the newbie. Like no, this is when not you're for the newbie. Brand new business. It's a little bit, listen to all the other things we shared. But it can be for a veteran meeting the newbies. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you mm-hmm. don't have to be like, you just have to network enough to have enough of a network to be able to no. do. No, but I mean, at most events, not, this is just because I've been to so many in our area. I know majority of the people in the room now mm-hmm. did it before. So when I first started going to networking events, I specifically remember going to these things, not knowing who people were, nobody would talk to me. So as I got to meet more people and become more familiar with the people in our industry in the area, I made it a point to introduce people to other people that I knew because I specifically remember that not happening for me. So that's why I make it a point to be a connector. Perfect example, I was at an event recently and a wedding planner that I work with on a regular basis and we're good friends we sat at a table with two venue owners that I am on the preferred list, but she has never been to those venues. So 
so we were talking to them about, oh, this is my friend. This is what she does, you know, and I was telling her what the different venues were. And she's like, oh, I've, I've seen you guys. I've, I've heard about you. I've heard great things. I would love to come out to the venues one day. So I offered as the connector, let's, let's do lunch one day. And I will drive you to, there was three venues. I'll drive you to these three venues because they're all in the same area of town, but I can, I know the layout of the venue. So let's do tours and let's go and and do tours so that these venues you'll be with me. So you'll be more comfortable. But I also know the owners personally. Right. So just, I opened up that door of let me introduce you to these people that you've never worked with before that I have a lot. And I've also worked with the planner a lot. So the venue knows that she's already been vetted. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just about the people you're meeting and connecting with. When they come to an event, we hear all the time things that people say the word, it's really clicky. And I think the hard mm-hmm. thing is, I understand that perception, but it's not clicky. It's just people who network all the time, build relationships with people who network all the freaking time. And so you walk in feeling uncomfortable. And so the immediate response is to be like, oh, everybody's talking to each other and not to me. And if you can be a connector for others, if you can be the one that looks for the newbie, that looks for the person who's not newbie in business, but newbie never maybe been to that event type of event before, When you can say, hey, it's so great to meet you, like learn a little bit about them and say, hey, who do you want to meet with today? Who do you want to connect with today? If you have that ability or if you're like, you know what, you see that guy in the red shirt, do you know him? Me neither. Let's go meet him together. You know, so even then that's an easy way to connect people when you don't know anyone either. What Shannon's really good about is if she knows what part of town you're in and she knows that there's other vendors from that same part of town. She tries to connect you so that you guys can work together and you're not going outside of your delivery range or your radius of what you work. She specifically remembers, oh, this person's over in this county, this person's over in this county, and she tries to connect those people together so that they can, how do you experiment? Well, I mean, I think everybody wants to work near home, right? Yeah, but she she specifically remembers that and she'll introduce you to people that are in your area, which is really great. I yeah. don't remember a lot Very of shit. Helpful. If you tell me your kids' names, I'm never going to fucking remember. No. I don't give a shit about your children. It's good if you, you have, have cat, them. If you have a cat, she'll remember that name. I'll but... probably remember your animals before I remember your children. I will say things. I'm totally writing myself out for those listeners we have. If you hear me say, how are the munchkins? It's because I don't know what your fucking kids' names are. I mean, truth be told, when I see couples that I know I've already had a tasting with and I can't remember their name, like at an open house, I just call them love bugs. Yeah. I'm like, what's I, up, love bugs? It's so good to see you guys. Because I can't remember. It happens. So I just give them a nickname. Yeah, it, it happens. happens. But so I be, think that get to know, connected. be intentional. Yeah, be yeah. intentional. Learn enough about the things that matter when it comes to the business side of things and connect them through. Yes, absolutely. Okay, well, right. we like to end every episode giving you some swag. Shit, we all get three action items to add to your to-do list. Action item number one, Dress your brand, find your thing and make it your own, make it your signature. So Shannon has the green going and she's got the map purse. I have the sprinkles, the chef coat, the bright pink pants. So find your thing, make it your brand and do it. Yeah. Be number two is be the one person who follows up after an event. Whether you send them the DM on Instagram, it was so if they're an Instagrammer, say it was so great meeting you today. Like it doesn't have to be some long drawn out email. It's just a even not only the people who you meet who are new, but those people you want to stay top of mind. And maybe you saw them across the room, but didn't have time to really chat and connect to say, hey, it was so great seeing you. Sorry, we barely got to talk to each other. Um, I saw you across the room. So hope you're having a great day and everything's going good number three is going to be be a connector be the resource for other vendors you would be surprised that when you become the connector for other vendors when they meet new people they will say you have to go meet so and so because they know that you will connect them with other people and that makes you more memorable yes being a connector is life-changing like Mm -hmm. business changing company changing becoming a connector trust us we've done this before If you feel like this podcast helped your business, got you thinking, or it made you laugh, follow, subscribe, and share it over with a friend. Stay tuned for upcoming episodes where we are wrapping up this month of networking events. And next week, we are talking about the benefits of sponsoring local networking events. Dun, dun, dun. We are sitting down for an interview with Jordan Heller, the owner of Swell, which is Suncoast Wedding and Events Leaders. 
Yes, I'm so excited. I love hearing from Jordan. He's got some good tips. (laughs) He's got some good tips. All right, guys, now go make some epic shit happen. Have a great week. 